Welcome to B Movies and Ebooks. I'm Craig Wade. And I'm Brian Allen Delaney. And today we've got a heck of a show. <laughs> but but first, what's new with you, Craig? <laughs> well, first, I, I wanted to say that uh, <laughs> we're going to be covering Payback is a Witch by Roland Bercy and the film Possessor. But I'm glad you said that. What's new with me? Hung out with a buddy of mine yeah. on Saturday. Oh, really? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. No, nothing nothing new. Hanging out. Uh cool. watched the new scream. Yeah? How was that? I liked it a lot. Liked it a lot. It just hit me that we talked about it on Saturday. I mean we kinda we kinda talked about it. Yeah. A little bit. No, I liked it a lot. It was like a uh it was smart, which you know, the scream film well, at least scream one. Was a smart two. Movie. Two was good. I don't, was it smart? I don't know. It, I mean, it was about you know meta commentary on sequels. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it, so as being you know, if the first one was so much meta commentary on you know horror in general, and it's considered smart, then I don't see why the second one can't be. Yeah, I could see that. Now this this was good. It was a good movie. Um, I, I liked it a lot. Actually, probably my favorite sequel since the second. I know it's been polarizing, though. A lot of people seem to hate it for some reason. And mm-hmm. a lot of people seem to love it. Um, I really, really liked it. And um, it was absolutely like the meta commentary on requels, you know, where they rebooting mm-hmm. the franchise and, and by starting over but using a familiar property. And they do it really... Really, really smart uh, throughout most of it, um, but I, I don't know. I mean, there were parts that yeah, I'd probably change, but overall, I really, really liked it. Like my probably my favorite since uh, since the first, well, since part two. But uh, it was really, really good. It was good to see. Cool. As weird as it sounds, it's good to see that old cast back together. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're a sucker for nostalgia. I am. I am. They even found a way to get Jamie Kennedy in there. No, they did not. Yeah, they did. I'll tell you, <laughs> there's a lot more people in here than you would expect. Now, granted, he was just on a... Spoiler. He was just like on a rug hanging <laughs> in a <the> room. <laughs> but they found a way. They found a way to get him all in like. There. Like, dead? Yeah, it was like one of his... Uh, no, not dead. Like, his face was, like, quilted on a... On a like so, like, a, he was, a, like, a tapestry. Yeah, but it was like a rug. <laughs> like, it was like a big carpety... But yes, yes, not not just, like, you know, a linen tapestry or, or whatever that's normally, you know, Grateful Dead hanging type thing. <laughs> but, no, it was, it was good. It was interesting. I liked it a lot. Ah, uh, cool. You, you seen how, the, how, you, how how much out of five? Out of five, I'd say four and a half. I liked a lot, Ooh. like a lot, a lot. Okay, <laughs> but you watch anything new? Um, not really. I mean, like, uh, I've been watching Yellowstone. Oh yeah, <laughs> we got ourselves a cowboy in our midst. I like westerns. I do too. Yeah. But I mean this one like this is like modern day. But there is the the prequel that's I don't know if it's out yet. Stello Yone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good one. Um no, it's like called like eighteen eighty six or something like uh, that. Gotcha, yeah. Yeah, I've I've seen uh just that logo. I didn't know it was related to Yellowstone. Yeah. But it's like a prequel. Dude, when I went to Academy, they were selling so much Yellowstone stuff. Mm-hmm. So much. I How was, much did you get? <laughs> all of it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I did look to see if they had a Yellowstone gun, <laughs> just because <laughs> there, it, the shit was everywhere. Like, and not only that, like more than one person that I saw there was wearing it too. Yeah, it's pretty popular with a certain crowd. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know I was speaking with one of them, but yeah, that's a good show. I'm it's, sure it is. Kevin Costner's generally not in bad movies or bad 
well, this is the only TV show I know of him being on. But, uh, mm. yeah. I mean, between this and, like, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and Waterworld, he has, like, a spotless track record. <laughs> I like Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I like Waterworld. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't seen it since it was, like, brand new. So Oh, my God. I, I probably... watched it, like, a couple months ago. <laughs> Why? Prepping for Yellowstone? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It was it was like you know you know when you're like flipping through like Hulu or whatever and it's like hey check out these movies that we got and it's like Waterworld it's like hell yeah <laughs> yeah I'll be watching that <laughs> yeah my problem is I end up watching those instead of the new ones that I should be watching so I've I keep watching less and less every year mm-hmm. but I, I think that's just the trappings of age yeah you know. <laughs> no, all right. Well, uh, so out of five, what would you give Yellowstone? Four, probably three and a half, four, something like that. Depends on what episode. Some are better than others. Dude, get into Justified before before it starts. When's the next season? Well, they're redoing. Like they just announced that they were starting to shoot it, so probably next year or something. But okay. you would love it. I mean, it's awesome, and it's sort of a western. I would say it's mostly a Western. I mean, I'm sure it's just as much as Western as this is. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I don't know. It's it's weird. But uh, I started watching The Righteous Gemstones. Oh, that show's good. Yeah, I'm not very far in, but I like what I've seen. That new season just started, too. Yeah, their third season, right? Are they just on the second? I think it's just the second. Huh. Well... I watched that. I watched uh, Nobody. You seen that? Mm mm. So, yeah, like it was the one with. Um, oh, Bob yeah. Yeah. Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, I haven't watched that yet. It's on my list, though. It's like I had no expectation for it. None. Because it was like a movie that, in my opinion, they just kind of threw out during the pandemic. I assumed it had been shelved, to be honest. Um, no. Just, but no, like. It was really it just didn't good. Didn't have a very big marketing push. Yeah, it was like a uh, a more believable John Wick. Okay. Uh, really, really, just a dumb, fun action movie. Like I liked it a lot. <laughs> it took me off guard how much that I, I liked it because I was expecting absolutely just a movie to fall asleep to. <laughs> and it was really, really good. So I liked it. Out of five, I give it a three and a half. Cool. Must see. <laughs> I mean, but three and a half is a must see. <laughs> I mean, our ratings are, are you know, our ratings are, are pretty brutal here. Shitty. <laughs> they definitely aren't comparable with any other system I've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, I feel like it's a kind of a weird bell curve, you know, where it's like two and a half is average, right? But like, it's kind of a, I don't know, do we tend to rate things? I don't know. The majority of things that are just kind of enjoyable fall are like threes or three and a halfs, right? Yeah. So, so it's like, you know, it's like a bell curve. Yeah, yeah, not really many ones over fives. Um, Nightmare Alley just hit Hulu and HBO Max. Cannot wait to see it. That's the Guillermo del Toro movie that they kind of just dumped. Yeah, yeah. That's speaking of pandemic movies. Yeah, like that came out at like Christmas, and yeah. it's on HBO already, and it's February first. <laughs> That's nuts. Um, and the other one, uh, did you see that uh, The Boogeyman? They're going to do Stephen King's The Boogeyman for Hulu? Yes, I did. I cannot um, wait. Because I was, I was reading a thing. There's actually like 11 Stephen King movies slash TV shows slash remakes coming out soon. Really? Or have soon. been announced. Um 
because we've talked about it before on here. There's going to be like a remake of Firestarter. Um, there was a Children of the Corn remake that was started. Uh, you just mentioned Boogie King and Boogeyman. Uh, Christine has a remake coming. Yeah. Um, is it still like a, what is that? A '57 Chevy or? Oh that? God! Oh. Like that would be very unless they said it. Like how are they going to get a pristine? <clears throat> I don't know. That would be the least believable part of the movie to me. <laughs> you don't think with it's like, all it's the a, Hollywood it's like a, dollars they could buy like a one? 2000 Prius. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but Christine's uh, doing. They're doing a prequel to Pet Cemetery. Hmm. That um, just doesn't sound good to me. I I don't need to know more about that story. And I I want to watch the first kid who was buried in there the very first one yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> what a weird request no uh, i mean it's the origin story of the cemetery right yeah um there's supposed to be uh edgar wright directing a remake of the running man Hmm. um then a couple of other like adaptations of things that are like newer or really haven't been adapted but like the big one uh, redoing Salem's Lot. I don't know why that's the big one to me. <laughs> like, hold on to your butts. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Everyone seems to like Salem's Lot a lot more than I did. Except yeah. maybe you. I don't feel like you like it any more than I do. <laughs> no, I feel like we were about the same. Yeah. Um, but, this one is supposed to be produced by James Wan. Hmm. That could be good or bad. It could go either way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Blumhouse in in general has their fingers in a lot of these projects. Yeah. I wonder if the Boogeyman one for Hulu is Blumhouse. Because they have like a partnership with Hulu as well. Their, yeah. Their series that they put out. Um, no, no. That, that one is... Uh, oh, yeah. It's like... Rob a, Savage. Dude who did host... Huh. Well, that'll be interesting. I don't know that they've ever done that as a legitimate movie before. Um, I know that they had a Boogeyman movie, but it wasn't Stephen King's The Boogeyman. That, yeah. That short story is one of the very few that ever freaked me out later. It says it'll be the first time it's been adapted as a feature. Yeah. Yeah. Like I read that right before we had Gwen and my daughter i guess <laughs> i hadn't really don't know that i've ever said her name on here but right before we, not. we had her i read that and i it freaked me out like because like have you ever read it or no no it's like a short you know and mm-hmm. uh he's like like there's a monster that comes out of the kid's closet and like eats their children at night and okay. so, like, pretty standard all, premise. He just catches like very, very uh, quick flashes of their tail and stuff. Like it was like a tail going through the closet and sl- shit slivering around his house. Yeah, it was really, really good. But yeah, it freaked me out. And then I'm like, cool. Now I have to, you know, wake up in the middle of the night and feed this baby. <laughs> like, and there's something also like. For creepy for some reason about nurseries, I don't know why, but to me it is. No, I mean I think it, it's <laughs> maybe you're just you're just a giant pussy. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot of horror movies that like kind of center around like kids or like babies, like in general, mm-hmm. you know. So I think maybe we've just turned them into a creepy place, probably. Probably. And well, I think also like being surrounded by like baby dolls and like all that kind of stuff. I don't know. It's just a little. Just don't buy creepy baby dolls. <laughs> then why? <laughs> why even have a nursery? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a self fulfilling prophecy here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm excited to see that. Uh, hopefully they do it justice because that's like one of the only untapped things of his. That I can think of that I want to see. Speaking of him, though, I'm I just started reading later by him. Oh, that's also getting an adaptation. Oh, is it? Yeah. 
Huh. I, yeah, I'm not far. I'm probably, I don't know, 30% done or something. It's it's good. It's decent. It feels a lot more like a young adult book, though. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I feel like, I wonder if he had that name first or if he just slapped it on there because he used the word later a lot. Because it literally just says that like in the first. But, yeah. I mean, it's not like it's a very um, specific title. No, it tells you nothing about it. And it's about a kid that sees dead people. So it's kind of like, well, tropey all over the place Mm -hmm. and generic. But it. He does it, you know, he does it really well. <laughs> Stephen I mean, King. You know, uh, the master of Torrance. <laughs> yeah. Seeing dead people all over the place. Oh, yeah. Him. Yeah. Yeah, but his was also like just like a more than just that, you know? He could tap yeah, I know. But I mean, that was part of it was seeing all the ghosts in the overbook. Yeah, this, this. Was I didn't even think about that, but yeah, you're absolutely right. This is different though. He's almost like he's tapped to solve crimes and stuff because like their ghosts can't lie. Ghosts can't lie, and then they disappear after Ugh, three what days. A rip off. <laughs> yeah, and so he's just like you know who who killed you? Who'd you kill? You know, and they're like, oh, I cannot. Wait, tell they a disappear lie. after three days. Yeah, like they just fade away. Then like, what's the point? Like, they're not gonna bother him for long. No, it's not. It's not a horror book. It's like a crime book. No, I'm just saying, like, he doesn't have to do anything. No, no, he's like being forced to. <laughs> His mom's like lover is a uh, sergeant, uh, or maybe just a homicide detective. I forgot. She's she's a detective of some sort. I'm not gonna lie. I, I started reading it since the last podcast. But I still haven't read it any in like a week and a half. <laughs> Three pages in. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I've seen the cover, but no, like she's like a detective, um, and she's like, you know, get in the car, kid. You're gonna, you're gonna help me solve a crime. <laughs> like no shit. Like, like the chicken broken up with his mom, and like nothing. Like, he, there's no reason for him to be there. He's just like, okay. But, yeah, whatever. It's interesting so far. But, well, cool. <laughs> well, neat. <laughs> well, I, that's all I got. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> what I wanted to talk about was all these Stephen King projects coming out. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, wow. What a great segue I did. I know. And you just lampshaded it. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> with our review of uh, <laughs> shit need to flip my card over you want to do the book or the movie first uh, let's do the book okay we'll be right back with our review of Payback is a Witch by Roland Bercy and we're back with our review of Payback is a Witch uh, here is the synopsis from Amazon.com says a magically filled novella of extreme horror provo- proving that hell hath no fury like a wicked woman scorned. Huh. Yeah, and uh, to be just uh, straightforward, we got review copies of this uh, provided to us. So, I don't know. <laughs> it won't taint our review. But I don't know why you have to say that. But I mean, why not? <laughs> I guess I just feel like dishonest if I don't say that. But yeah, anyway, yeah, back to the. I think that's why you have to say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So five stars. Keep them coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um. Uh. So this. Uh. I don't know. Was it extreme? Like. Uh, there were. I don't know if I would classify it as extreme, considering like compared to some of the other things that we have read for the podcast um i would say maybe for um the average reader or like not of extreme horror but just like the average reader in general or someone who's more into like lighter horror 
Yeah, I think could, scenes of it could be considered extreme, but yeah. I don't consider it to be extreme. Yeah, I didn't realize I I didn't read the the synopsis, but I didn't realize this was an extreme title. Like, and I was expecting it to be one, and so I kept thinking that it was going to get you know worse, but it, it didn't. Not saying it's that's a good or bad thing. Like. It's just, uh, it was not what I expected, but I'm really happy that we checked this out. Um, so how I would put this would be, um, I spit on your grave, but with witches. That's exactly what I was going to (laughs) say. Like word for word. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 It was, um, you know, a fairly simple plot, Mm -hmm. uh, but very well executed. Like. This is like uh, down in the Louisiana swamps. I think it was off Slidell, Louisiana. Which side note? Do you remember that's the city where we saw the drunkest truck driver when our band was on tour? <laughs> Do you remember the drunkest truck driver ever? He was going across the, in two lanes on I ten, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, he was going across both lanes with a huge load. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Slidell, Louisiana is where uh, this is set. And I, I just remember from like, I think that same trip uh, with the room for rent in New Orleans. That was the most cold blooded thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> so, should we? Yeah. I mean, go. we could. I mean, yeah. I mean, we might as well. So we were like early for the show. We were just driving around Louisiana, right? Or driving around New Orleans. And there was um, like an apartment <laughs> complex, and there was a person like on a stretcher in a body bag, basically being put into the back of an ambulance. Like they had just died, <laughs> and then like I, I can only assume the landlord up at their apartment unfurling a room for rent sign. <laughs> <laughs> it was the most cold-blooded thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It's like the the person's not even all the way in the ambulance. Hadn't even you left know, the yard. Like, yeah. <laughs> Their last vision was just a peek through the little zipper of seeing a room for rent sign getting stapled or uh staked down. Yeah, I mean it was just like <laughs> It was just it was just cold blooded, man. Do you remember that was also the night we played with? Uh, there was a band that we played with, and they were they. You know, we had we were in the van at that time, but uh, but they were in this like super nice RV, and we were like, oh my god, like this is like a brand new Winnebago. Like, dang, you guys are balling. And they're like, yeah, we got it for like a grand. And we we're like, wait, what? And they're like, yeah, this dude shot himself in there. <laughs> Do you remember that? This guy shot himself in there and they didn't find him for weeks later. So it still stinks like. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Like we've had to pay a professional uh, uh, crime cleaner to do it. And they're like, it still stinks like him. (laughs) Yeah, that was that was a cold blooded uh, night. Uh, Seeing a lot Uh, of Louisiana's hardcore. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and, and this story is no exception. So <laughs> this woman, uh, basically, this woman and her daughter, uh, well, this woman and her daughter are witches. And these guys try to, you know, they basically try to sexually assault the daughter. And she's, the daughter's what, like 18 or something? Like, she's um, a woman. She- yeah. She's grown. <clears throat> and so they try to sexually assault her, or they do sexually assault her, and then she gets away, and then she does a lot of neat witch things <laughs> to get back at him. <clears throat> yeah, basically every chapter is uh, them doing uh, spells and stuff to um, get revenge on one of the attackers. Yeah. Or two. Yeah. Now I will say, the stuff they do, I was very impressed. <laughs> like, I was like, <laughs> like, are you serious? Like, especially the last one. And the last one might might earn its. Uh, I'd forgotten about that when we were just talking about. It. Could earn its title, you know, earn its extremeness. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I would I would consider sections to be extreme, but not like 
overall, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, one thing I noticed, so we got this on audiobook. Mm-hmm. And and that's how you watched it or you listened to it, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was normally I'll I'll listen to like sections at a time, you know, chapter here, chapter there. But I will say this book had me completely glued to it. Like I think it was just one sitting. I might have filled up my car and not, but like when I got out of my car, kept the headphones in just to keep it going. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. like. So I would translate that to kind of a glue, you know, a, a glue level. I don't know what you would call that. <laughs> you know, glue keep, level? Yeah. <laughs> Keeping your eyes on the page, you know. Uh, I, I think that <laughs> it has high readability. Sorry, no, like, uh, what is it? Pro Writing Aid. I used to have uh, a subscription to. Do you know what that is? Like, it's for writing, like, business, and any sort of different types of letters. It'll analyze for that type of format. and like that's Grammarly? Yeah, more detailed. Might be where Grammarly is now, uh, but at the time it was more detailed. But uh, one of their indexes is a glue index. Like, how, how well does it keep people's attention? And mm-hmm. so I think about it like that. <laughs> I wasn't just, you know, thinking about just random ass words. Stuff out of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, ticky tack. <laughs> but, but no, I'm just saying that like it, it was, it seemed, it kept my interest the entire time. Now it was short. Mm-hmm. It was what, about two hour audio book? Something like that. So probably maybe a hundred page book, uh, somewhere around there, like a novella. But, um, but yeah, I, I really, I'd, I'd never read anything by Roland Bercy. Now he's from Houston as are we. I thought he lives in Houston, but he's from Louisiana. Okay. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, you're right. He, he's from Louisiana. He lives in Houston, but, Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so like cool, cool that he's a, a local author, at least to us, um, but also, yeah, a really, really interesting type book. It was, in certain ways, almost like heartwarming. <laughs> in other ways, you know, absolutely the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I can see that because, I mean, like, at the, the crux of it is, you know, mother-daughter story. yeah. Yeah, and I was expecting, like, witches, you know, the witches to be bad guys in the story. But now they're just straight up good guys. Like, now they do a lot of bad shit to the people. They're like the Punisher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> huh. I was just picturing if the Punisher was a witch. <laughs> there was this weird storyline once where he died and became an angel. And yeah. he had, like, angel powers. How was how that? I didn't actually read it, but I know it's like it's like notorious. Let me guess, that's not one of the Garth Ennis runs. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that would have been like him being an angel in like Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. No. 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 The, so. Okay. So the one thing, if I can throw out a criticism there, which at first. really there's no other way to do it okay Mm -hmm. so like the magic stuff right Mm -hmm. okay um you know stuff like like you know a flight spell or like haste or whatever to make you faster that Mm -hmm. makes sense right Mm -hmm. and what else do you really call it unless you wanted to do weird like makeup names for it like um you know like uh Lovecraft would do or Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, where it's like you make up fictional magicians and stuff and name it after that. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the the problem was all of them were spells from D D. Were they? <laughs> yeah. Um, including t- at the end, whenever she mentions that she was gonna use prestidigitation to clean it up. Mm-hmm. Because it's like that's very specific, like a 
D&D thing, yeah. right? Like that spell. Because prestidigitation as a word just means like magic. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just was. I just went with it. Didn't. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I mean, like, so that was like the one like weird thing that kind of stuck out to me was they were all like, like just D and D spells. <laughs> Did Stranger Things always uh, always kind of rub you weird for the same reason? Well, uh, n- no, because that was like that was why they called stuff like the Demogorgon and stuff because they were D and D nerds mm, and they sense. played D and D in the show. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I thought they just kind of went meta with it. Like, no, that was like a, that was like a whole thing. That's even how like the upside down got its name was because they had the, they had their like math that they played D and D on. And whenever they're like, Oh, where's what's his face? Um, she flipped over the board and she's like, ups, you know, and they're like, oh, it's upside down. Yeah. I need to rewatch that. I watched, like, I, that's one of the last things I binge watched, and it was like the weekend it came out. <laughs> like, and only the first season. <laughs> so It's a good show. Yeah. I liked it. I liked what I saw. Um, no, I could see that being. Yeah, so so it was just like, it wasn't like, it, it wasn't terrible because again like what else do you call like something that makes you faster besides like haste or like you know what else do you call a a teleportation you know thing except for teleport like you know what i mean um so it wasn't enough to like really take me out of the story Mm -hmm. um but like i noticed it you know what i mean do you secretly play D &D? No, um, it's just like <laughs> I had no when we clue. were talking about doing it, mm-hmm. you know, like oh, learned like about it when we were so talking we about D <laughs> oh, Okay, <laughs> when we were talking about uh, playing D and D, no, yeah, okay, that makes more sense. I thought you meant covering this story. No, I didn't go <laughs> learn all about D and D. So just in case they use the same. Um, <laughs> spell names uh yeah no i can see where you're coming from like that doesn't cheapening isn't the right word but it's almost like if you've gone this far with making your own story uh, you know why why even draw that as a frame of reference is that what you're getting at yeah no i mean like but like i said some of them are just like they're very generic terms for a for a magic thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you can't really get away from it unless you decided to like, you know, make some weird esoteric name for it. It's just, you know, like s- certain times it was more like egregious than, than others. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I could see um, that. Like, or certain times it, took me out of it a little bit. But, I mean, it was never enough to, like, ruin it for me. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's a valid valid criticism. Um, Yeah. I... I don't know. I I really enjoyed... There were... There were a few moments that made me laugh. Uh, (laughs) I, I don't know if it was the goal, but when the whole... Uh... Whenever she was like, uh, you know, she uses her telepathy to talk to her daughter and she's like, you know, come back over here. I need you. And I was like, she's going to do like my like she's going to do the whole double with the guy thing. And then she did. Yeah. And I was like, (laughs) I don't know why that whole section made me laugh. Like, (laughs) he's doing the double thing. But I don't know. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought it was fun. Um. And, you know, Unbortion, he, he had uh, written, or The Unbortion. Cannot mm-hmm. wait to check that out. Um, I want to see what else he does. I, I want to check out more of his titles because I think, A, he's on that, uh, there's a podcast, what, Written and Red? He and uh, Carver Pike and Daniel Volpe and... Aaron Beauregard, I think. I want to say that's all of them on that podcast. But um, 
it sounds like he, you know, they're all kind of more extreme type writers. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I want to say he has uh, not been writing as long as, you know, the other guys. Um, and I, I think, you know, if these are your first few titles, he, he's off to a really good start. And the, the other thing that uh, I, I kind of kind of piques my interest about him is he's got only three books that I know of. It's this one. It's one. Uh, that's like about a, a Thanksgiving massacre, which I think is just kind of <laughs> an interesting thing. And I think the family owns a turkey farm. <laughs> and then the unbortion, which is like, seems to be a, you know, it's alive or, or a basket case type mm-hmm. book. All I'm getting at is he's not writing slasher, slasher, slasher. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like he, yeah, yeah. And yet he's he's doing these kind of interesting uh, uh, and either extreme or borderline extreme titles. Um, so, just as far as a timeline goes, Unbortion was in 2018. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that was his first or not. Um, I don't. But been at it a few years at least. Okay, so but is there any that I'm missing? Or um, yeah, pre-Thanksgiving stress disorder was the book I was uh, uh, thinking about, and then payback is a witch, the abortion, yeah, yeah. So just yeah, those I feel three, like I that's think. It. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I'm. I'm really, I'm definitely going to buy pre-Thanksgiving stress disorder because, uh, I don't know. There's just something about a, uh, Thanksgiving themed. Uh, yeah. Well, you got to also think, okay, it's a Thanksgiving themed staunch V like per his website, staunch vegan and proud standing member of PETA. She's had enough of like her family, her family fortunes coming from turkey, turkey killings. <laughs> I don't know. There's like a tongue in cheek to all of this. Yeah. Which even abortion, it's tongue in cheek, but it's it's uh, pitch black. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> like, um, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm I'm ready to check this, uh, check out more of his, and I, I really enjoyed this. Uh, yeah, definitely. I really enjoyed it. I would give it a three and a half out of five. Um, uh, that's, that's pretty, that's basically where I landed too. It was like a solid three and a half, mm-hmm. you know, um, which is above average. So yeah. And I'm definitely willing to check out some other stuff too. Well, we will be right back with our review of possessor. All right, we're back. We are talking Brandon Cronenberg's Possessor. <laughs> like, dramatic pause. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this this movie's been on my radar for a little while. Um, it came out, what, 2020? Uh, yeah. Yeah, October 2020. I definitely remember seeing the cover. Yeah, it has the type of cover that you're never going to uh, forget. And what's odd is that that part from the cover that looks just wild isn't really <laughs> like it's like a dream sequence in the movie. It's more Kinda. like, yeah, it's more more metaphorical than anything. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, so this movie's wild and it pisses me off to no end. Um, why? Well, just because I. <laughs> oh yeah, I know why. Yeah, like, you know, I write from time to time and never finish shit, but I do write <laughs> yeah. and had this exact plot and then, then like, I don't know, saw the trailer and was like, well, fuck that. I'll scrap that whatever words because it was the same. Do you remember reading what I gave? It's yeah, like the, it was the same. The thing. exact fucking same thing. Pissed me off. Uh, and, but anyway, and so I continued for two years not to watch it. But now that I'm happy I did, now that I'm not mad about it anymore. <laughs> um, but that is weird, though. That's kind of a, like... Well, I guess in a way, it's sort of an extension of, like, Manchurian Candidate. Or The Matrix, when you think about it. Yeah. 
Mm-mm. Or that was that uh, surrogates. <laughs> That's not even the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's not really the Matrix either because it's two people in the same world doing it. You know. So basically, yeah. this is uh, Tasha Voss, uh, an elite corporate assassin, takes control of other people's bodies using brain implant technology to execute high-profile tar- targets. 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 Um, <laughs> and really, that is the plot of this film. This doesn't, like, it, well, for such a high yeah. concept, it, it has very low plot, uh, like, low amount of plot. Because, I mean, that's not really the focus of the movie. Mm. That's the setup. That's the setup, but it never really leaves the setup. Like, well, no, I think it becomes more about, like, you know, sort of like, losing yourself and stuff yeah for sure for sure and this film's like i would say more than anything it's very stylish Mm -hmm. it's very cold like you don't you don't get a lot of insight like all into any of the characters at all did you feel like you knew them well or they had a good good character arc or anything well i feel like um well, it depends because, like, the main character, you know, um, who the the assassin who's in other people's bodies and stuff all the time, Mandy, um, huh, Mandy, Mandy, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's like you kind of feel who she get a feel for who she is because she's kind of lost herself. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. There's parts where she's like, it shows, um, you know, with the recon, like it shows her practicing people's voices, basically, like being like what their lines are, how they would say something. Mm -hmm. But she also does it to herself. Yeah. Yeah. Like she practices herself. Mm hmm. Whenever she goes to like meet her husband and stuff. Yeah, no, she has an arc that's completed literally on the very last <laughs> thing line of the film. Um, but I don't know. I didn't feel maybe maybe empathy. I didn't have any empathy for okay. any of these characters. I can see that. Like I, no insight into like okay yeah they have these certain ticks and that that doesn't mean that I don't like the movie. Um, I loved this film. Spoilers. <laughs> I'll go ahead and just put it out there. I loved this movie. Uh, in fact, when I was thinking that this came out last year instead of 2020, I was like, damn, this would have been a top five of my of last year. I don't know about 2020. It had Sonic to compete with. <laughs> hey, this one's got this year's gonna have Sonic too. Yeah, I know. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, uh but uh but no it was just such a cold type movie the entire film and mm-hmm. one thing i really liked about it a i like that it wasn't quite horror wasn't it, i would say it's a sci-fi dystopian but also not dystopian only in terms of like a technological dystopian like holy shit if that exists everything's fucked <laughs> you know well i mean there's also sort of the 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 guy's job mm-hmm. that was kind of dy- dystopian uh, yeah. but like like a real boring dystopia like the one we're in right now <laughs> yeah, yeah you know what i mean yeah where you know you're always being monitored where i'll be like hey you know what i hadn't seen k-swiss in a while and then tomorrow on my phone i like i'll you'll have k-swiss, k-swiss on your K-Swiss facebook time. yeah yeah um that happens all the time. Uh, but no, like his job in the movie is basically he watches people's like houses through their smart machines and sees like what kind of furniture and stuff they have yeah. <laughs> for like data mining purposes. <laughs> you know, this film <laughs> might be, I was thinking about it, might be the only film I've ever seen like the only normal film I've ever seen that has that had fully erect wieners. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Never mind. The uh, it's one of two normal films I've ever seen that did. The other one was Lars von Trier's Antichrist. 
Yeah, I was going to say, doesn't Antichrist have, like... <laughs> but, like... I mean, don't get me wrong. As far as equality goes, I'm glad more movies are hanging <laughs> dong. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> but, but, yeah, no, it was, it was odd to see that. Like, wait, what? That's in this movie? It did, did, did <laughs> throw me <laughs> off for a second. <laughs> I was not expecting it. Yeah, I I was watching... Uh, I watched the second half just on my phone in the car. Uh, on, work. I, I, in my work parking lot on my lunch break. And, I, and then that happened, and I was like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm covering the phone. I didn't want anyone to walk by and think I'm just... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Rewind. <laughs> Slow motion. <laughs> no, but like... Uh, no, it, it was odd to have that in the film. <laughs> in fact, uh, yeah, anyway. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, it was it was such a, an odd film because tonally it was, it was really, really uh, uneven. You know, okay. in the beginning it almost had like a Christopher Nolan-ish type feel. Like a... Like a We're going to do a dream heist. Yes, it it yeah. had the same feeling as Inception in the beginning, and then it just as the film went, like the last third of the film is just jacked up. <laughs> like, yeah, by the time you get there, it's just extreme violence and well, often. Because I mean, I think you know, like if you you know you hear the premise of it, you think that's what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Is that it's actually going to be about? you know, the assassin stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the second that she actually tries to on her main target of the film is when it all, like, shit goes just wild. Yeah. Like, like I don't know. It was extremely uh, violent. It had the body horror of, of uh, David Cronenberg. Yeah. You know? It, it it just had some very interesting stuff. I feel like you can't grow up with David Cronenberg being your dad and not inherit some of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know your boss. In my head, I know this isn't how his personality is, but in my head, <laughs> he's just like as weird as David Lynch, but just about body horror. <laughs> I'm just like... Some people's bodies melt. Like, what? 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 <laughs> what? Like, good night. Dad, get out of my room. <laughs> Shut up, Jack. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, he's. Uh, it was. It was an odd film, though. Yeah, I don't know. I. I mean, you can't. We we can't really go too much into it without like spoiling it a whole lot. Um. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think it was shot well. It was directed well. It didn't lose pace, given the fact that it it should have. It should have been a very slow-moving film, because not much happens for a lot. But it didn't lose yeah, pace. Yeah, but it didn't feel like that. It didn't feel long to me. I, I thought it was short, and it was almost two hours. Yeah. So... Yeah, I was like, what is that, like an hour and 20 minutes? And I was like, oh, it was an hour and 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jennifer Jason Lee's in it. Yeah. I'm always happy to see her in movies. Yeah. I don't know why, but I really look. She, she's good. Yeah. She's a good actress. And, um, and she always plays like a character you kind of want to punch. <laughs> dang, Brian. <laughs> is that, I mean, like, think about Hateful Eight. You know, she was kind of the bad guy in Annihilation. I never saw Annihilation. Oh, it's so good. I hear it's good body horror I'm missing out on. It is very good body horror. Nah, I'll skip it. <laughs> There's a bear with a person's face on the side of their face. Dang, a face bear? It's a face bear. <laughs> Man. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's a thing, I guess. Some dude's intestines are snakes. Oh, that's good. Or like eels, I guess. Mm. No, hard to t- can't tell <laughs> if there's any eggs visible or not. <laughs> so we don't know if they're eggs or, or yeah, eels we never, or snakes. We never know where his eggs uh, go to lay eggs, <laughs> or where his intestines go to lay eggs. <laughs> <Where> eggs <go laughs> to lay. 
Some yeah. say the Sargasso Sea. Go to the Sargasso Sea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't have that conversation on air. <laughs> um, I don't think we should explain it. Nah. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So what? Strengths and weaknesses. What? What caught you? What didn't you like? We just like blindside me with an actual question. <laughs> um, no, I mean like okay, I do like uh, you know the overall premise was was interesting. I do like how um, it it didn't actually do that premise though. You know, like it it, it became something else, mm-hmm. um, and then just kind of like a existential crisis for the next like hour. But, um, uh, the ending was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what really bad thing, like if anything really stuck out at me is like a negative. Yeah. I don't have any negatives really. Uh, the, I guess the only thing was, was whenever she was seeing or those little balls that she kept seeing where she was like disassociating and seeing this kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, that left me with questions, but I'm, I think that they're intentional and, you know, I'm fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but in terms of strengths, I thought it was stylish. It was hella violent mm-hmm. and it was subversive on a level that just made you uncomfortable, but you know, not really truly subversive, not, uh, I don't know, but I, I really, really enjoyed, uh, this film like a lot more than I thought that I would. I thought I was going to like it, even though I was mad that, you know, what the <laughs> hell. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, yeah, I would, I would give this a four and a half out of five. Really yeah. good movie. I think I'm going to do the same thing. Um, it, it's, it's definitely, you know, like an impactful film. Yeah. You know what I mean? You you'd probably be thinking about it for a while. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But. I'm glad I watched it. Like you said it's been on my li- like it's been on my radar mainly just because of the um, the cover is wacko. It's wild. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we'll be back uh, sometime soon, and <laughs> I wish I knew what we would be covering. Yep. All right. See you then.